Blog Talk Radio. And we promised we'd be here. We didn't know what we were going to talk about, but Miami does indeed win. Welcome to Canesport.com, along with Bruce Warner. I'm Dave Lamont, and we are anticipating former Hurricane Claude Jones, now Dr. Claude Jones, a lineman for Miami out of Dillard High School in Fort Lauderdale, to be joining us. You know, Bruce, you sit there and you watch the game, and you're involved with it for three-plus hours, and you form a narrative in your brain. And you think, okay, what are we going to talk about today? So when it's 20 to nothing, and it's 17 nothing at the half, and Miami dominated the first half, and defensively they're swarming Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, Tech made a couple of silly mistakes. that They lost a touchdown on a pass that should have been caught. But you're thinking, okay, this is a relief of a win. It's going to flush some poison away. And everything's going to be, you know, better with a relatively, you know, you got Duke and Virginia, teams you should be able to beat. And then <laughs> all this other stuff happened, and we end up with a, a nail-biter that finally uh, they, they had to clinch in the final minute. It's, yep. It's, it's been a season of what the hell can happen next. And that's what it's been. And, and it's still this way. And there's no consistency. And, you know, you read about the offensive line a lot during the week and talk to some people. And, and we're going to have Claude's coming on. And Tuesday night, I'm going to have Leon to talk about this. But the offensive line is they're, they're just not good. And they don't have Zion Nelson, who's the best blocker. Yeah, that so one, yeah. it's a mess. It's a mess. False starts, the holdings by, um, uh, by the kid that trained Jonathan Dennis. That's why... We didn't get him in the first place. He went out to Oregon. But the line is a mess. I thought Van Dyke played well. Yep. He has no running game, no offensive line. What do you want from the guy? Well, do you... And then you lose Mallory. Yeah, hopefully that's not going to be any more than this game. And we obviously won't know that. It seems reasonable to assume he's in a concussion protocol program. Uh, perhaps Mario will announce more about that after the game today. He took a pretty hard hit that ended up in a targeting penalty. And I think the correct call, and I'm not the biggest fan of targeting and ejections especially uh i think there should be like a red card yellow card system like there is in soccer but in this case it was a it was the right call um and as a matter of fact even though it was very frustrating to see a game with so many flags i have to say they were every replay showed they were justified flags uh you know the, the, for the most part yeah i I, I can't think of any that made me you know believe the world was conspiring against the hurricanes uh, and it's really odd, too, Bruce, that here we are now. This is, what, game six? And you saw mistakes in game six that we didn't see in games one and two and even three, the A&M loss. And that, that's what surprised me. Some of the stuff that happened today, the false starts and things, that's the part that is very, very weird to me. And the late hits, a lot of them going out of bounds, things like that. We didn't have any roughing the passers, No, we had a few late hits out no. of bounds. They, they had a roughing and, the uh, passer, but we did not. Uh, yeah, it, not. it's just, I don't know. It, it seemed like you had everything going your way. This was going to be right. a breeze, it looked like. And then, But you know what? This is what happens when you're just an average football team. It's very difficult to sustain any kind of greatness. A great football team probably wins that game 34 to nothing or 34 to 7. And instead, an okay football team wins it 20 to 14. And again, it needs to go down to the last, you know, needs to have your quarterback, who's not the best running back on your team, cinch it with a very intelligent play, by the way, the, the way he read that 
to to get mm-hmm. the first down to end the game. So, um, well, yeah. Well, we're going to get a lot of stuff about Gaddis, too, I'm sure. Well. Still been, and even though you threw the ball five million times in the last, you know, week, two weeks, um, the, the offense is still stagnant because they can't block, they can't run. And so you don't even have to worry about the run. The linemen are just coming up the field. But they did some good things. They finally threw some screens, and they got the ball to a lot of different receivers. They, they looked good in the first half. That Kobe Young is legit. Yeah. Two yep. good mistakes. Two good penalties. You know, 30 yards. They, they made, they, didn't they make a, a, like a third and 26 or something yeah. like that? They made it. Yeah, they did. It and wasn't even that did. close. Right. You would think they would blow this team out, but they just didn't do it. 20 no. points. No. They put everything on the defense in the second half, and, and they either tired or Virginia Tech, you know, the, they're on scholarship too. They started to play better football. But, um, you know, the, it was the, too many chances. It gave Virginia Tech too many chances, and eventually, again, you're just not good enough to do that. You know, the old Hurricane teams would give up 15 penalties a game and win by 35 because they were rich in talent. Obviously, this is not the case here, but it still went. It still gets you to even in the ACC, even for the year, and at least stops the poison of a losing streak. I was even thinking to myself, if somehow, Bruce, they blew this game, this might have been worse than Middle Tennessee. Uh, Probably. Because at least least Middle Tennessee, you kind of knew that – this day was not our day here. It was our day all up until, and then, yeah, but we have a lot of folks uh, on comment. Uh, We also have Dr. Claude Jones standing by. So here's what we're going to do. Let's take a moment. We will get, and by the way, you can call us at 563-999-3550. And we do have a caller on hold. I'm going to ask this person to hold for a little bit longer. And when you do get through at the number 563-999-3550, Put your hand up. You just hit one to put your hand up, and we will get to you. We're going to bring everybody in, comments, callers, Dr. Claude Jones, but we do have uh, a wise word from our sponsor, Canesware. Welcome to Canesware. Family-owned and operated since 2010. Canesware has all the latest merchandise for the Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, Inter-Miami Soccer, and more. Come visit us at our store in Davie on University Drive, just south of I-595, or online at canesware.com. Canesware, the spot Miami fans shop. And that's the folks who bring us the show. And let's get uh, bring in, first off, the former Hurricane, uh, Dr. Claude Jones, who's only with us on audio right now. Uh, Claude, thank you for taking your time. Uh, before we get to anyone else, we'd love to hear what you thought of the game. Uh, hello, can you hear me? We can. Yeah, we hear you. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to get this camera started. Oh, there we go. There you there are. Go. Yep. You got me. We had you, but uh, you dropped for just a second. But uh, we, there you are. Some <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, between the two of us, we know how each other constantly. Well, that, yeah, well, well, you know, um, first of all, for the record, uh, nothing's worse than uh, Middle Tennessee State, so let's, let's get that out of the way, <laughs> you know, so that was pretty bad, but um, I just think overall what I saw was a um, more of an uh, open attack, the ball's going downfield now, uh, before we were throwing passes less than 10 yards, you know, dinking, dunking all the way down the field, uh, seems like the um, O-line held up decent, uh, still no run game. Uh, I'm really not encouraged there. 
Um, you, you know, like you said, Bruce, just uh, uh, silly mistakes overall. Um, thank goodness for a bad Virginia Tech team. Yep. Um, so it's it's a win. It's a win. But I'm still not encouraged um, with them playing uh, cohesively, number one, and uh, really having a killer instinct and just going after teams to the strong. I'm just not saying that. They're basically holding on uh, for dear life, uh, even against uh, uh, lesser talent. So um, still a long ways to go. What do you see on the offensive line that just <laughs> – we cannot run the ball. Is there no put firing out? Is there no, they're not strong enough? What's, what do you see? Because just like, as soon as our running back gets the ball, boom, they're hit. I mean, obviously they're keen on that. They're stopping our running game and trying to make us throw with deep coverage so that we don't have that many long balls. But what are you looking at that says, God, they got to fix this or they have to fix that? Okay, they're not built for the run. So, so let's start with that. So uh, Gaddis comes in with a system from the Big Ten. Right, big, you know, six six, three hundred pounders across the board. Road graders, you know, um, are really, really, really good uh, run blockers. We're not built for that. We're a smaller offensive line, built on finesse. You know, similar to what we had when I was there. We weren't very big across the board, uh, but we won by uh, uh, finesse and quickness. Uh, so they're trying to uh, implement this system with the wrong type of off- offensive line, and I think that's what's uh, going on right now. I, uh, it's, it's going to take a while to recruit um, players uh, to get in, to get into that system and really build around it, but they just don't have that right now. Right. The guys that are coming in next year, a couple of those guys are really big. And then mm-hmm. Inez Cooper is one of those. He was on the end of game, but I think he was number 64. He had a penalty, but he's massive. He's like 6'6", 340. He's big, a big kid. So that's what Mario really wants, because you can't really run the ball with who we have. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. You know, so, Well, let me point out something that's ironic, Claude. Early in the season, we're talking about how this team must run the ball to win because they don't have playmakers. And it seems like we're starting to see that flip a little bit. Uh, you know, you, now mm-hmm. you see with Colby, and listen, if you're going to wear 88 and be a receiver in this program, you damn well better be good. And, <laughs> you know, it, now all of a sudden we're seeing Van Dyke the last two games come out of whatever slump he was in, and he's had to in order for them to, mm-hmm. to perform well. So I, mm-hmm. I'm confused now as to what the correct identity of this offense is. Well, I don't think we really know at this point. Um, you know, they've been in and out, up and down. Um, I think Van Dyke is uh, finally settling in. But what I want to see is consistency. So uh, if, the ball, if we're going to play a more wide-open game, uh, let's keep it that way. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> right. You know, let's not come back next week and we're, we're back to conservative. Uh, I'm calling the plays from my couch, you know, type of thing. <laughs> you know, that's how it was in the past. It's been that way for a long time. That you can just sit down and just tell, tell where the ball's going. So um, uh, I, I hope we continue. Uh, it's about the consistency, you know, long term. Let's take it to the next game. Who do we have next? Uh, Duke. So we have Duke. You know, that's not going to be a walkthrough. Uh, and you know we got some, you know we got some tough, we got some tough teams coming up. So that's that's going to test us as well. So let's see what we can do against uh, better talent as well. So is this offensive line? Are you calling this is not going to happen this year? Just for halfway through, they're a finesse blocking team. You don't think they're going to be able to really run the ball unless no. they get hot one game and have a couple of nice plays and that's it. But it doesn't seem like it because everybody's banged up. You know we don't we don't have help. Citizen, we don't have Cheney. 
Rooster's banged up. He can't even break a shoelace tackle. Franklin's 240 pounds, and he's got some power. Uh, and, and Parrish was out today. He's resting for next week. But So I don't know if we can get this thing going this year. Yeah, not from a run game standpoint. Right. I, I just don't I just don't see that happening. They don't have the offensive alignment, and, and they're not built for that type of attack. It's not a Big Ten system. And that's why I was that's why I was kind of confused when we hired Gaddis. You know, I know he was a hot name uh, at the time, uh, but I, I was kind of confused because I, I was thinking with the talent and the recruiting efforts that we were going, going for more of a wide-open spread attack. So, uh, you know, it's about identifying that identity. You know, like you said, um, if we're going, you know, if we're going to be a balanced attack, let's do it. But you got to build it around the front. That opens up the pass as well. Let's hit our phones. Oh, go ahead, Claude. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one more thing. You know, you can't expect Van Dyke to continue to throw the ball 50 times again. It's just not going to happen. Uh, if it does, it's probably not good. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. all right. Let's check in with our phone calls. The area code 302. Is the first one with us? Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is uh, Philly. Philly the U. Just wanted to call in. Um, can y'all hear me? What's up, Philly? How's it going, man? It was, what's going on? Yeah, great game by the guys. You know, um, a couple things. I think we had to understand that like injuries has played injuries and not having a key depth has played like a a big impact in what the coaches want want to do or wanted to do and what the results have been, you know. Um, also, we have to get past this, like Gaddis brought this Michigan offense. Gaddis did not bring a Michigan Big Ten offense. He actually was brought up from Alabama by Harbaugh to install a spread offense. He did not learn offense um, from Jim Harbaugh. He actually learned or got his offense from when he was um, from Joe Moorhead and then took those spread principles to Alabama and implemented that with Mike Loxley. So his offense is a base spread, is a spread attack with a power run pro-style attack. Now, um, Dr. Claude is right. We don't have the offensive linemen to try to run that offense. So what has happened is the coaches have kind of, dumbed down the scheme and made it where they're eliminating the checks at the line, the reads, the progressions that TBD has to make. They're shorting the field for him so he can only focus on either one or two reads. That's what we saw. We saw in the game he had basically one to two reads. When they had to check with me, it was basically to say, okay, um, is this play okay? Because you're taking that away from him and making him read because he's a you know, what they saw during the spring and the fall did not transition to the games. So they had to kind of implement and make it more um, to, suitable for his abilities. He's a very good thrower. He's a rhythm thrower. He struggles with his footwork, going through progression, and coming off of his initial read. So I, I know, like, one thing we have to understand is that, you know, the coaches, you know, you have uh, so, so many limited practices in the spring and in the fall. It takes a while to bring this culture in as well as learn what these players can do once the season starts, once live bullets start flying. Then what you see with how they react, then you can kind of keep implementing your culture, find out what they can do, what they can do, and make changes as you go forward. But injuries play a part in that. You know, without having Citizen, 
without having Cheney, without having Paris, that limits your running game. With having limited depth and off the line, that limits your, rota- your, your, your ability to have players who may not be playing up to par, like Scape, who's like a, a fifth-year senior. You have no one behind him to challenge him or bring in, or bring in somebody else. So you have to play with, you know, your best player and hope that they don't play with their things. Number one guy, and now he doesn't have Mallory or Arroyo. So really his weapons are, are diminished greatly. Well, and, and we don't know about Mallory. I'm sure everybody knows who's tuning in or maybe on hold. Thank you, Philly, for the call. We always appreciate hearing from you. Uh, we don't know about the extent of Mallory's injury. It was announced in the second quarter on the, uh, the radio broadcast and on a couple of other media outlets before the TV people got to it that he was out for the remainder of the game. Completely understandable. If there's a city that knows more about concussion protocol than South Florida or all of Miami right now, I can't think of one. So we're all very sensitive about that given what's been going on. But um, it's – perfectly understandable in some regard why this team is struggling and why there's no consistency when you're constantly plugging in new people. And Claude, on the offensive line, there's so much communication that goes on that people don't see that if you are always putting in different weird combinations, isn't that very hard to get that kind of necessary communication down? Yeah. Uh, Give me what? Okay, I had a call come in. I'm sorry. That's right. If a doctor um, has a call come in, we understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Patient and it's an emergency. Just put the phone in the other room. <laughs> no, no, no. That's okay. Give, give me one second, guys. I'll okay. be right back. Okay. Uh, you know what? Adam uh, Foldis uh, has asked as a Canes fan, what positives can I take from this win going forward? I'll I'll start, Bruce. Number one, they won the damn game. Uh, you, you, the losing streak is over. You won despite, and if you want to go through that list. Uh, Adam, we can. You won despite an extraordinary number of penalties, both on yep. both sides of the ball. So both sides are to blame for this. You had holdings on offense and defense. You had hands to the face. You had way too many false starts for the middle of the season. And I realize I think one of them happened when they went wildcat and you changed cadences. But that's a practice right. score. You know, if you're mm-hmm. going to run that, then you practiced it. Um, defensively, up until I think they wore out a bit, I thought they were. They got six sacks today, and the tackling was. I don't think you can complain about the hitting that went on in that game. Those are what those are the positives that I take out of it. Some bad angles. I mean, when the, when that guy dropped the ball, which would have been a sure touchdown, Avante Williams took a horrible angle. He did. And he thought maybe he was going to get to the ball, but he didn't. But we were very lucky that that kid dropped that ball. Because that may be the difference right there between winning and losing. So – there were some bad angles, but I thought Messador was incredible. Well, that's an – somebody brought that up. Yeah, someone in the comment section brought that up, and that dude is legit. He is, the, he is Miami's mm-hmm. best D-lineman, uh, explosive, and at times unblockable. And he plays the run and, the, and, and pass attack, you know, very, very well. So he's – yes, he might be right. the, the – and also – He lines up in the side, too. He's, 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 he's tough, he does, and he's got a motor. Yeah. We haven't had that many guys with motors. They go in, they have them, they're out. You don't even see their name for five minutes. Yeah. This kid's really good. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. Let's give this, uh, Bruce, let's continue with the calls while we wait for Claude, and hopefully this really isn't some sort of medical issue. Uh, let's go to area code 845. Uh, you're on with Kane uh, Sport, Kane's Kane Sport postgame show. Yeah, how you doing? Um, We're well, how are I you? Three, I've got three points I want to bring up. First of all, why are we – 
snapping the ball with 10 seconds to go on the play clock when we're winning, trying to run the clock out. Number two, why after Leonard Taylor makes great plays after great play, they take him out the next play? And number three, when Takori Couch commits the stupidest penalty right in front of Mario's face, and he leaves him in the game. How is that possible? That's a Manny Diaz move. This is disgusting that that game was even close. Greg, Greg that is the last one, I think they needed him in the game because he's been in the game, and you don't want them to pick on some kid that hasn't been in the game the whole day. They had that happen a few times this year, so I think he's going to get yelled at anyhow. But um, in the first two, I don't, I can't explain those. Well, I can, the first one is a mistake by Van Dyke. I mean, listen, because I have a family member playing on the Packers, I've seen a lot of Aaron Rodgers the last two years. And if there's one guy who slow plays a game better than Aaron Rodgers, I have yet to see him. If he's in the lead, no matter how small the lead or what period it is, or uh, he is going to bleed clock. So that, that's on Van Dyke. Uh, that's yeah. just a mental yeah, mistake. No, the coaches. No, you know what? No, no, no. I'm tired of blaming coaches when players screw up. Just we have to just accept that that's a mistake by the quarterback. The coach, you know, I, I don't know how they can hear you him. Go up and say, "Don't do that again." I want you to bleed it down to three, and I don't want to see this anymore. I well, really have to say, kid. How do you know you it has? How okay. do you know it hasn't been said? This is one of the things, Bruce, know. that drives me nuts about the perception of coaches and players. We give coaches too much credit and we give them too much blame. And sometimes the athletes are the ones who screw up no matter how many times, you know, hey, listen, center or guard, don't fall start. Well, you don't think coaches go over that? And what happens when the kid false starts? It's not the coach's fault. Sometimes you've got to hold the players accountable for that. Ultimately, yes, the coaches are, they're the overseers, they're the CEOs. But guys do it. We still do, even in pros, they do it. But, you know, I, hope, I know that. Right. So, with the Van Dyke thing, to, to the caller's point, uh, to Greg's point, thank you, Greg, for the call. I think that's Van Dyke. And the second one now I forgot about already. The, um, oh, taking, look, there, guys get tired. Big guys get tired. Uh, they, they need a blow. They come out, and then they're in one or two plays later. That's just rotation. When you're rotating a bunch of linemen in, that's not unusual, as Tom Jones would say. Uh, to see people get rotated in. So, you know, I, I would, the other thing that I'm surprised, um, well, this is an interesting point. I'll get to that in a second. Disagree on tackling. All right, that's fine. Ghost call. Uh, I'm not going to make any medical. Um, Miami has been vaccinated against red zone scoring. Funny, that was Virginia Tech's problem until today. They squeezed one in. Uh, I'll yeah. take, you know what, to, to the point of the, of the comment, I'll take a score from anywhere at this point. Yeah, it'd be nice to punch more in, and you're right. The red zone scoring is just okay. It's not, you know, right. um, it, it can always – there's a lot that can get better. Uh, it, but, but Dave, how do, you, how do you improve it if you can't run the damn ball? We can't well, run the I ball. Think, I think not having Parrish hard. around hurts. That hurts. I think he's your RB1 to me. I know you're a big Rooster guy, but I think Paris no, is no, the RB1. I don't think Rooster's a number one guy. I no. think Paris is better than you. I, I do. I, I, I do. really do think I he's do better. Paris. Now, let's see what happens. I mean, and the funny thing is, we don't – and this is not unusual for Hurricanes fans, and, and Claude's already mentioned this. We don't really know this offensive identity right now. 
We don't know if they can run the ball to lock down a game. They could not do it today to the point where the offensive coordinator is calling three straight pass plays with six mm-hmm. minutes to go in a situation where three handoffs, even if they gain two yards, eats up at least a minute and a half more on the clock than the 48-second possession they had where Virginia Tech then promptly went down and scored. So that, that was frightening to me what they were doing. One pass, okay, if you think you've got something that's going to click and you have a play that would be a safe pass play, roll it. But it didn't work. So finally at the end, they ran the ball just well enough. Uh, and again, I, Van Dyke, what I thought was a really great decision to keep that ball, and then that was it. He slides, and it's a win. So that's what we are. I, I don't. I, I think Charles Smith had a good game too. He's really stepping up. Who did? The Shards. Yeah. The Shard Smith, and and especially after the catch, he's a he's he's a little dark. You know, he's good. I'm not big, but he's a compliment to these other guys. While Restrepo's out, he's playing pretty well now. Well, and, yes, and he has kind of too, but he's playing well too. You know, so, so, so we look at I, individual I stats. So we look at individual stats. I mean, Franklin had four carries for 24, but one of them was for 18. So otherwise, not much to brag about. The longest run was actually Brown for 19 yards. But you had Young with nine catches, and he was targeted 15 times. And he had the touchdown. And what was, by the way, as good a throw as I've seen in college football all year was that second touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. That was a phenomenal throw. There was no other place for that ball to go if it was going to be anything positive for Miami, and he hit him. Uh, you mentioned Smith, six catches for 76. Mallory was looking great until he took that mm-hmm. hard shot. Uh, Ladson had the touchdown. He didn't have five catches. So we want, you know, again, we go back. It's so funny, Bruce. I was off for a couple shows. So I come back. Thankfully, they win. So everybody is mostly in a good mood. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, you missed but, a good one. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for going to Vegas. What did you walk back? <laughs> no, Vegas, dude. I was, I was, I did that show. I did oh, that right. show. Did. I did that. Well, maybe you walked back, and that's why that you was missed Southern Miss. No, so, but so I remember our conversations, and it was like, well, we have no playmaking receivers. We're going to have to run the ball to succeed. Now we're at the halfway point of the season. We can't run the ball, but now we're starting to find some receivers. Mm-hmm. It, the, the whole narrative wow. about this team's on the offensive side, anyway, has completely, completely uh, switched. We've got a call uh, from 985, and we have lines open, by the way, at 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. Let's get to uh, area code 985. You're on with uh, Bruce and Dave. Yeah, hey, Bruce. Hey, Dave. Swagger for life here from the Canes Board Board. I'm not buying anything any of y'all are selling I think this coaching staff, particularly offensively, was caught with their pants down. I think they know it. I think they're acquiescing to what they have on their roster because it gives them the best chance they, to win. I think they well, can't yeah, stand it. Why else, why else do you see – wait, let me finish my point. I'm sorry. Why else do you see the mountain of injuries that we have and no reporter being allowed to practices during the week. Why? Because Mario Cristobal is busting their butt. They can't hold up. What you've got is you've got a bunch of finesse, Rhett Lashley, Manny Diaz players with now a hard-nosed coaching philosophy style that was brought in to coach this team for the next 10 years. They're going to be here longer than the kids that were recruited here before don't, won't, will be, period. 
You've made your commitment to Mario Cristobal to right this ship and his staff. Whether or not he wants to make changes or not after year one, which is not going to happen for all these fools who keep want to blame coach, blaming coaches. What's going to happen is this. You're going to see a wholesale change, not too dissimilar from what happened this past year with the transfer portal at positions like offensive line, running back, and it's too bad Trevante Citizen run, uh, went down because this offense that what Gaddis actually wants to do needs a guy like Trevante Citizen, somebody that's 6'2", 220 pounds, and not a third down back like Henry Parrish or Jalen Knighton. By the way, Lucius Stanley is our second-best back right now behind, behind uh, Henry Parrish, in my mind. I'm just – I'm so – it is the most maddening thing in the world to watch this mismatch of philosophy between roster and coaching philosophy. It just it, – it's disgusting. No, it's not disgusting. What it is is common. This is, this is one of the reasons – now, I, I fully am on board with the coaching change. But this is one of the problems you have when you have the constant overturn of coaches. You get your players, and then you get fired, and the new guy comes in, and if he's at all different, and he's supposed to be different because what, was, what you were doing wasn't working, then you do have a mismatched set of toys. You have Legos that don't fit, and it's going to take anywhere from one to three years for those Legos to fit. And so I don't, I don't understand where your problem is with what we're saying. We agree with you. You, you know, I, if we mentioned things that went well, sorry well, if you didn't like that. Things you didn't, but, but that's no, what's going to happen. You know, earlier, earlier when you two guys were by yourself, you were so, well, they got to win, and, you know, everybody's all good. No. Go ahead. Uh, caller. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. No, I was saying, I was saying earlier when, when you, you and when Dave and you and Bruce were talking, y'all were saying how, oh, everything's good. They got the W. They, they escaped. Oh, kind of put did. lipstick on a pig. It's not, I mean, you're, I give it credit. You're trying to come out of something positive. Okay, I see. But look, this is a mess. <laughs> it is a mess of effort proportions. I think the coaches knew it. I think Mario knew it after the Bethune Cookman game. And I'll submit to you this. Tyler Van Dyke, with his 500 yards of passing and with his ACC Players of the Week, is not the right fit for a Mario Cristobal, Josh Gaddis coach team. Why? Tyler Van Dyke knows one thing, 3,000 miles an hour. You slow him down, and he struggles. They want to try to run a controlled offense, ball control, control the line of scrimmage. I guarantee you what you saw today and what they're having to do with this, the, the people that they have, they do not want to do. They don't want to do it. And for all the people that love this fun and gun and this running gun, that's what, hap- that's what happens when all this up tempo crap at the end of the game offense. when you can't run a four-minute offense. No, now, now, now I'm going to have to stop you because it's, it's not a fun and gun offense. Not, nothing remotely like that. This isn't, uh, you know, Mouse Davis's run and gun or anything from Mike Leach air raid or any of that stuff because you're not lining up and trying to shove 110 plays down somebody's throat of which 80 are passes. And actually those teams, by the way, were geared to run the ball and set up to pass like Baylor used to do it under the criminal, Art Bryles, and they would set up these gigantic lanes, and you would think, oh, crap, here we go. And what would they Dave, do? They Dave, would run. That's Dave, not, hang on. But, Dave, but you I, add- I, understand, I, understand what you're, I understand what you're saying, but, Dave, how many pass attempts did Tyler Van Dyke have today? Had to in be the 40s. 60. No, in the 40s. I mean, come on. Really? 
Are you gonna yeah, Are you gonna argue with the statistics? No, I'm not gonna argue. If you're statistics. not happy, I'm gonna that's argue fine. with the fact that 40, Jimmy... it was 46 passes. So I'm afraid I'm telling the truth here. Look, it was 46 look, Manny Diaz, Manny Diaz is screwed. Look, the, the whole the, look, the whole the whole thing is screwed up. Mario, 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 poor Mario. I feel so bad. Mario has he's orange and green, by the way. I don't feel bad for him. I don't well, think Mario. But he's got man. he's got a big mountain to climb. He knows. You don't think he knows? Then if you don't think he knows, then you think he's stupid. Yeah. And I don't think he's stupid. No, I don't know. I think he knows. You're you're not, you know what he called? I, mean, I, I, I think he knows. It's, it's just frustrating as a fan. I mean, look. I mean, it's just.
the first step that you need to have. And I think that's the foundation for, for ACC play the rest of the year. Well, it's going to have to be. Thank you. I uh, appreciate your call. It's going to, it's going to have to be because uh, – whoops. Uh, because this is what we have. You know, the, the biggest thing to me, Bruce, is the news that comes out of the trainer's room in the future. I mean, Restrepo still isn't ready. Mallory is a mystery. Uh, Parrish, you Cheney. mentioned, it looks like, yeah, Cheney. You know, Parrish, you mentioned maybe a go against Duke, who happens to be four and two, for whatever that's worth. Uh, maybe no Brian Nelson. I don't know about Ja'Kai Clark, because Dennis was playing the center today. He was awful. And I'll tell you what else done today. Scaife. Oh, my God, did he make a lot of mistakes. Uh, he's, yeah. they kept, he's a senior. He's making all these mistakes. So it's not, it's not pretty. The offensive line is a mess. Amario knows that. He's not dumb. That's why he went out and got a lot of big guys. Well, he that's, yeah. Uh, he's, there's been Bruce, a big emphasis on right. I think a lot of the mistakes that were made by Skates are made better. No, the seven eight. I, I think I have done a uh, goofy job here, holding on to callers. Uh, we do have a three hundred five though that's been waiting. So. No, no, no. But his name is everything three hundred five. That's, that's awesome. uh, Hello, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yes, we can. Uh, um, a couple things. One, I I understand that today's win wasn't pretty. But I'm trying to take the long view as a Canes fan, and I know it might be apples and orange, but people forget, like, Nick Saban's first team at Alabama was horrible, and didn't they use to, like, a University of Louisiana Monroe or some smaller school like that? So even as a Canes fan, I know we want to be 12-0, and but should we also be taking the long view and saying, okay, this year is that building year. Next year may also be that foundation year to get into, like, a year three, four, and five. And, again, I was also old enough to remember the banners from Champs to Chump. Thanks, Butch. So should we as Kings yeah. fans try to be taking that long view? You should be. Instead of but a lot of aren't. Yeah, I, now I understand that people aren't going to uh, take the long view because there are a lot of people who, are, who expect or demand or thought they might get immediate results because what happens – and, listen, I've been covering this sport since – I don't even, well, since Howard Schellenberger lost to Florida A&M when I was a student at the University of Miami. Uh, you know, it, it, you, you get built up with a new coach, regardless of who it is. Mario came in with an especially hyped buildup because he's the, the alum coming back. He's the guy from the 305. He's all about being in Miami. And we were, you know, people are buying into immediate results. I, I don't remember him ever talking about winning a national championship his first year or going to the playoff. Uh, nobody is talking about that. People get frustrated because they see a game like today that was right there to being, an, this could have easily been a yeah. complete blowout. We fall asleep in the fourth quarter, wake up in time to do the show. And instead I'm pacing around the living room, wondering if they're going to get one more first down to win the damn game. I understand if people are frustrated, but at the end, Bruce, you are what you are, and this is three and three. Yeah, and this is my, yeah, my lesson. I can't schedule and say this is how we're going to wind up because we never thought three and three in 100 years. We may be three losses, but not three and three. Uh, three seasons, nine wins, ten wins. Well, yeah, wins but the, yeah. you can still get to eight. It's not going to be guaranteed. Whatever things that, that, that Mandy struggled with, Mario was going to win. We all assumed three and three. 
colorful. Maybe lose to A&M and maybe lose to Clemson. And maybe one other game. That's what we all – every you know. Our, well, our, our I think we underestimated North Carolina. North, North Carolina's got a great quarterback. Uh, and, yeah, they do. That kid is and, and, and that kid's really good. So they're, that really automatically good. makes them tougher. And a right. close game, couldn't win it. A&M, to me, is the game that got away. Uh, right. You know, that was winnable, but didn't win it. Uh, you know, and our the, offensive line in that game was really good. Yeah. But they're banged up now. We lost it's, it's all of the different, players, It's man. a different group. And I think, you know, I think one of the, the – the, uh, and we have another call, too, but uh, a couple of them, in fact. But I look at Jeremiah, who pointed out, if you look at the – you know, there's a debate here between two in the comment section about the, the level of talent here, Bruce, between uh, 18, 19, and 20. Uh, some people think, oh, we got a lot of talent. Others are saying, no, we really didn't. And I'm beginning to think that the no, we really didn't is accurate. Um, you've seen just about every damn guy come through here who's you know yeah. played, and it's you know it's part of it is injuries. Yeah, we've talked about that uh, ad nauseum since we started 41 minutes ago. We've talked about how the offensive line is hurt and the cohesion is not there. Uh, if your offense, look, let's face it, if you suck in the trenches, you're going to suck. The defensive line yeah. played pretty well. Uh, you have no complaints about that. I don't hear anybody bitching about the D line today or the linebackers. Oh. You know, well, the linebackers for the most part. No, right. nobody should, and frankly, nobody should. If they got worn out at the end of the game, it's because the offense couldn't finish these guys off. Uh, yeah. But that forty-eight second drive was horrible. I would, Even if, if you know you're, if you know you're going to leave it up to your defense, then why not run, run, run? Let them burn a timeout. At least you would lose a minute and a half or two minutes, not 48 seconds. I, I'm if with you're you. playing clock, right? Yeah, I, that, I, that was dumb. That was, that was the coach. It had to be. Now, the, that guess. is right, because Van Dyke's not calling those plays. Uh, I don't even know how much freedom he has at the line of scrimmage, although a couple times I did see him, uh, you know, check plays into something that he thought was better. But, right. no, that, that is coaching. Now, I, I sometimes defend the coaches, or maybe I put more blame on players, but that particular sequence – was a uh, coaching decision, to say the least. And then, of course, it's up to the guys to execute, and they did not. So so now, now the quad is back. We have to tell him that the people we've been talking to the last 15, 20 minutes while you were gone voted you the worst offensive lineman in the history of the school. Well, you know what? That might be true. One step above Kelvin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> You know what? That might be true depending on the game. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Holding no. <laughs> 70. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Claude, let's, let's have you listen to another caller here. As you meant, but 717 needs to uh, put a hand up. Is this guy, Bruce, the 304, the same one we were arguing with earlier? I don't know. His, his name is Everything 305. Well, but it's yeah, 304 area code here. Let's, let's... Oh, I, don't know. I don't think he's – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, but now let's go into area code 717, and you're on with Bruce Claude and Dave. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? All right. All right. Listen, I won't take too much of your time. you got a whole lot of callers in queue, but I want to make a few points. I want your opinions on what I have to say here. First thing, you know, I watched Hurricane this year. I have not seen one. Is it me, or has anybody seen a post route? I have not seen any post routes at all in our offense. Today would have been a great time for that. It also would have been great. Have we seen any screens? I haven't seen any screens to our, our tailbacks, 
uh, I, I don't know what's going on with certain sort of our, our past patterns, our past trees. Um, it's a little bit confusing, but basic things like that. Today I saw the defense knew we had no running game, so what they did was they brought the linebackers up, and they were just going to blitz, blitz, blitz up the middle. What a great time to do a middle screen, a screen to the right, to the left, something to throw them off. Um, and I guess my other point before right. I leave you guys He's right. is – that all season so far. Those screens are missing. In this well, I, I, the only back who caught a pass today, I'm looking at the stat sheet here, was uh, Franklin, uh, who caught one for 12. And I, I'll be honest, I don't remember what kind, type of play it was. Yeah, uh, that play was like uh, a dumb route. Like, yeah, I saw it too. And that was just, it was not designed right. It was just uh, a breakout. But another thing is, listen, I think everybody – Loves a Corey flag, you know, being 5'9", 230, whatever he is, and he can't run. But understand this. At playing a linebacker before, this guy is a liability in pass coverage, and it was proven again today. What they did was they take the backs, and they scat them out, and there, and there goes Corey flag blowing his responsibility, and then the back catches the ball, and he goes for a long route. It's every single game. North Carolina did it last week. Middle Tennessee made a living off of him. He needs to be taken out in obvious third and long routes. Take Corey Flagg out. He cannot run. He's not even he's not a Division One Power Five linebacker at all. Okay, I know it's great that he studied the playbook. He's a oh bolly gosh, good kid, but he's not a good athletic linebacker. That's it. That's all I have to say, guys. Well, and they know that. Right, thanks, know that. That's why they're trying to get more for Gassaint in there. He got in a lot more today than he's had all season. Uh, I saw I saw Nigel Kelly get in there, but he's mostly playing rush end. But you know, it's a work in progress. The linebackers are clearly the weak spot now. The secondary, which I didn't think it was, but I, it is because they just don't have anybody that can stop a quick fast receiver. It's not Stevenson. He actually is safety, but they have a playing corner. So that's why he wanted to transfer transfer here promising to be a corner. So they have problems in the back end of their, their defense. Claude, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it, again, I think it may come down to um, uh, just um, having enough time to play together. You know, they're, they're still, um, you know, they're still pretty young. Uh, so um, I just think over a period, you know, over a period of time, that's going to come with experience as well. You know, so um, uh, hopefully, you know, they can gel, uh, from game to game, you know, especially gain that experience. Because even on defense, you still have to uh, have some level of uh, communication and working together, you know, uh, so one guy can cover the next. So, um, yeah, so so hopefully that cleans up over, you know, over the next few games. What do you guys think they're going to address now this week? Because last week we knew what it was going to be for this week. They had to try to run the ball, and they really still couldn't do it. So what do you think? The penalties? I think just becoming more balanced, becoming more balanced, trying to trying to run the ball um, better. Uh, they're, they're having no, uh, you know, no push up the middle. They can't run inside. You know, it's just absolutely dismal uh, from the run game standpoint. But um, I do agree with Colin. You know, we do need uh, uh, because a lot of those balls, although they were long completions, some of them looked like 50-50 balls to me. Yes, they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean. They mm-hmm. weren't. They weren't like. Dip in, the guy caught it. You know, they were kind of, kind of like the guy had to wait for it a little bit. Uh, so they're still off there. There's something still off. 
but we do need more. And those were more nine routes, you know, just straight down the field. Uh, we'd like to see more of a variety in routes. Yeah, and I don't see any curls or any of that kind of stuff. It's like they're just they're right. Not, they just run straight down the field. Straight down the field. There's no hooks. There's no curls. There's no there's there's a couple there's some square outs here and there, but for the most part, I'm not seeing a lot of the routes you guys used to run. Yeah. And you got to get the ball in your hands to playmakers. So if they can't run the ball, those quick outs. Or in exchange for they can't run the ball, and they were somewhat successful, although there are a couple of holding got, penalties on those. Yeah, yeah got all on a hold, right? But that's that's a way to, to run the ball without running the ball. Get it out here quickly. Yeah, but they don't even have any tosses. If you say this is a finesse offense, why isn't there like a toss sweep to Rooster? He's got the speed to get to the outside. Why is he mm-hmm. running between the tackles? I don't understand that part. Especially if they're jamming the line of scrimmage. What are you doing there? You're playing to their strength. Yeah, well, you know, if you look at what teams are doing, you know, they're, they're stopping the run and they're going to dare, dare us to throw the ball. And that's why we got to put it in the air 50 times a game. You, you, can't, you can't win like that. It's not sustainable. So you need yeah. more of a balanced attack. You look at some of the, the good teams right now, they're balanced. Yeah. And they're able to run the ball even a little bit, you know. Uh, if, you know, if you can get 100 yards on the ground, 100, 125 yards on the ground. You, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. You know what else helped us? They dropped the ball a lot today. Yes, they, they did. A lot of drops. Yeah, their version of this show is dealing with, yeah. A million goals. Yeah, whatever's going on in Blacksburg right now, that is a main topic of conversation is that, that I'm sure they feel like they made enough mistakes to lose the game, which they did. And it sounds like a lot of our people think we made enough mistakes to lose the game here, too. Yeah. As well, so if you know that's what happens when you have two, two, and three teams. I know. I don't think he's that good. He would make one play that was good, and then follow it up by throwing it in the dirt or by missing a guy badly. He's just an average quarterback. You know, Van Dyke at least is better in that position. But you know, Dr. Claude is exactly right. There's no balance today. It was something like 46 run, uh, passes and 28 mm-hmm. runs in the last three of those, I think, were Van Dyke taking a knee. So you're talking yes. about 25 legitimate running plays. And they're ahead the entire game. Miami didn't trail from the start of the, to the finish of this game. So the identity that we thought we were going to get, we're not apparently ready for. Now, if Parrish plays against Duke, and by the way, if you want to watch Duke tonight, they're on ACC Network at 8 against North Carolina. So, And that's a big game in the conference, by the way. Duke is 4-2. Sure they're 1-1. One one. You yeah, actually have to root for Duke. Right. Although North Carolina will always have that game at hand uh, in case of a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you can watch Duke and get an idea. I think athletically Miami should be better, but Duke has been surprisingly good after bottoming out the last couple of years. You think we had problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, Duke is at least beginning to bounce back a little bit. So it's going to be a fascinating game because this is in that line of games that we always expect Miami to win should always beat Georgia Mm -hmm. tech should always beat Virginia should always beat Duke. And that hasn't always happened in the last 10 years. You're right. We we were embarrassed at home. We've been pouring and Duke beat us. Daniel Jones beat us at, at our stadium a couple of years ago. Georgia Tech beat us one, one year. Here. Yeah. Um, shot, embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's not what you're going to assume that we got married and we were going to beat, beat yeah, those games. Yeah, those games have a tendency to go, uh, go either way, be 50 50. 
you know, it's like Dave said, you know, um, many of those games we're um, picked to win, and then it ends up going the other way. So those are the sneaky games. Those are the, those trap games that we go into. We kind of lay down a little bit. Oh, you know, we'll breeze through this, looking for Florida State or Clemson yeah. or something like that. And then you get your butt whipped. So, yeah, these guys have to play hard every week to win. There's no, mm-hmm. no gimmies anymore. Yeah, that's right. We're not that good. We're not that good. Oh, not that good. You guys used to walk out there and, and, and before the warm-ups would stir the crap out of them. And they well, 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 the way we looked at it, we only had two games every year, Florida State and Notre Dame. That was it. I mean, everyone else, you know, you just cross off the schedule. Didn't know. <laughs> well, nowadays, uh, it it's, couldn't be any more opposite. And also, the other big game in the ACC, obviously, is the FSU-Clemson game. Clemson seems to be yeah. getting better. Florida State is playing a little bit tougher competition after their start. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, LSU was tough competition. We can't discount that opening night. But, um, you know, they're, they're trending sort of in the wrong direction. So, uh, Clemson favored there. I think that's the ABC game, right? It's 730 or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got, you know, two two important yeah. ACC games. One much more important for Miami, which is not the FSU game. It's North Carolina and Duke. And then, of course, Florida State and Clemson is kind of a window dressing game. I imagine most Hurricane fans will root for Clemson in that just because. And I completely because understand that. Because of recruiting. Well, recruiting, too. Yeah, you, you're right. You're right. You don't want them to continue to have success. Florida's got a great recruiting opportunity today if they can beat LSU in the swamp, uh, where they're a slight favorite uh, to win that game. Uh, games at night, LSU has gone in there and won before. Now, you know, uh, newly minted Southerner Brian Kelly has, you know, has coached in some tough environments. So I don't think he's, you know, his team will be intimidated by the swamp, but they'll be ready. He, he put after a loss. They lost the opener, and then he ran, he did pretty well. And then they lost last week. So he's usually pretty good after a loss. But we'll see tonight. Yeah, but that'll that'll be interesting. And you know what? While we have a minute here before we get to some more comments, let me just hit some scores of some games that. Um, have some interest. Well, NC State, you saw, is losing their quarterback for the year. Uh, and they're at Syracuse right now, and it's just about halftime. They're losing that game 10-3. to uh, How about Knoxville? Look at that Knoxville score. Yeah, 28-10, Tennessee over Alabama, and Bryce Young is playing. Uh, I was yep, looking at that during one of the callers was yelling about something. Uh, Oklahoma State, 24-7 to over TCU. Minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they may actually Ooh. finally be good. You know, after their yeah. rather impatient fan base has been waiting for the right guy. Oklahoma State's up on TCU 24 to 7. BYU leads Arkansas 21 17. Uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State. Boy, talk about two teams that will let their fans down. That's tied at seven mm-hmm. in the second quarter. Um, the big final today of the early games was what Michigan did to Penn State. Well, it was a close game. Uh, Michigan blew them out 41-17 to 17 to stay 7-0. and 0. Not to, to stay 7-0, but improved to 7-0. Uh, right. 17-6 yeah, and then Manny Diaz put his defense on the field to the tune of another 20-something point. Well, they, uh, they, Michigan ran for 418 yeah. yards in that game. Uh, Ole Miss ran for, yeah, yeah. Ran for. Ran for 418. Uh, in fact, I, I saw but during one of the commercials, I saw the uh, Donovan Edwards touchdown run. They had a 61-yard touchdown run on top of that. Uh, 
and let's see what else they so they had two huge they have, plays. They have a massive offensive line. Well, that that's a Harbaugh style, though. I mean, that's what he wants to do. Right. You know, he he right. is, but he's been there long enough. You know, even when things were rocky with him, and he wasn't beating Ohio State for the longest time until last year, they stayed with him and mm-hmm. let him put this team in his image. And now it seems to be paying off. Now we'll see what happens when they play Ohio State, which ought to be a spectacular game to watch. Yeah, but that's um, always a good game. Yeah, but yeah. especially now that Michigan seems to be their equal. Um, Illinois mm-hmm. beat Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Illinois seven six and one for God's sakes. Uh, Ole Miss stays unbeaten. They blew out Auburn. It's any day now for Brian Harson. Texas uh, yeah. didn't lose to Iowa State, and that surprised me. I thought if Texas was going to let down, this would be their week. They won. 24-21, and Coastal Carolina took their first loss. They got blowed out by Old Dominion, 49-21. to So those are just a few scores of interest uh, from, from this uh, Saturday college football, the score that interests most all of us who are tuned in here to the Canesware postgame show is, of course, 20-14. to Hurricanes don't cover, and neither team reaches the, uh, the total, but uh, – Nevertheless, it still ends a three-game losing streak. Puts Virginia Tech in a position now where I'm not even sure they're going to play a bowl game, uh, which would be tough for Brent Pry in his first year to not have that extra game and the extra practices to get better. So we'll see what happens. Hey, Claude, do, do you watch, um, you know, our, our the safety, Williams? Everybody wants him to be a linebacker. Now, I know he seems to take a lot of bad angles, and we discussed this last week. We had us. Who was on that? Oh, Santana was on the show. We had a bunch of guys talking about the kid in high school. He freelanced, so you can do that in high school when you're six foot four, six five, two twenty. You can you can make mistakes, but you can overcome them because you're so much better an athlete. Here, the same things he's being exposed. I don't know if he's bigger, big enough, or strong enough to be a linebacker. But if you put twenty more pounds on this kid, why can't he be like LT, Lawrence Taylor, off the edges? Because he's not going to be a safety that one. He can't be. He just doesn't cover. Not everyone, we're not, not everyone can rush the passes. So that, let's start with that. So you can't take a safety and make him a pass rusher. That's a bad move. Well, he's a safety by name, but I don't think he is by build. Right, right. But that's the point I'm trying to get to. So what you do is you make him like a hybrid. You make him uh, into like this rover position where he comes down. So he's like a hybrid linebacker safety, uh, strong safety. And he becomes a matchup nightmare. You can put him on the tight end. You can put him in a slot. You know, so you can move him around. You can blitz him a little more because that's, what, that's what Clemson did with that with, with Simmons. They exactly, did exactly. That's kind of what I meant, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what they did with that. So you know, and you, and you get to move him around. That gives you more flexibility on defense. I'm sure they projected him. You know, they saw him play that freelancing style. Because okay, we can take him, try to tame those instincts, those freelance instincts, and get him to play our way and it isn't working out at the moment. And just you know, the comment to uh, E Taylor, who has been kind of grumpy in the comment section, sad that we wish to get a team's, and by the way, let's put a halt to spelling the word lose with two O's. All right. Yeah. Um, I see that all the time. Yeah. It drives me even more crazy than I already am. But the point is, I think Mr. Taylor or Miss Taylor, um, you always want the other guy to lose no matter how good you are. And, you know, don't forget how intense it was with Florida State and Miami when both were the two best programs in the country. And that game was loaded with not just future pros, but future Hall of Famers. 
you know, in the eighties, when that game was insane, you know, you always want the other guy to lose. You always want your rival to lose. So your point, I half agree with it if that's possible. Um, yeah, you should, you should try to get recruits on your own merits, but it never hurts if the other guy, especially in a state like this, with so many – James Franklin I saw last week at an American Heritage game uh, on a day off looking at a freshman wide receiver. Uh, you know, and at least finally Heritage shows up with Daryl Porter Jr. Admittedly, he went to the wrong, wrong school first. But, yeah, that's how crazy the state is that – James Franklin takes his week off and spends at least part of it uh, in Broward County. Yeah, that's, um, let's let's give another shout out to Kingswear because I got this beautiful shirt from these guys. Well, if you uh, if right. you insist, right. uh, because uh, a spy seems to think that we haven't paid our bills, and that spy is wrong. <laughs> Welcome to Kingswear. Family owned and operated since 2010, Kingswear has all the latest merchandise for the Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, Inter-Miami Soccer, and more. Come visit us at our store in Davie on University Drive, just south of I-595, or online at Kingswear.com. Kingswear, that's but Miami fan shop. There you go. Uh, we can be reached at 563-999-3550. Bruce, I'm pretty sure this is the gentleman who was arguing with us earlier. I'm debating with my common sense uh, whether we should bring him back and hope that, you know, he's going to be in a good mood or if we should just go ahead and let him dangle for our delight. Um, you know, just, uh, I don't know. I, you know what? Claude was uh, busy saving somebody's life. So we'll go ahead and, and bring this gentleman back yeah. unless we somehow. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You, you know, that's it. You know, right? Yeah. Claude, you know, Claude, did you ever see Caddyshack? Hey. Yeah. Remember Dr. Beeper? That's who you were there, Dr. Beeper. You were like checking your beeper. Just put a tube down his throat. I'll be there in half an hour. Uh, you know, you got your 35th anniversary gear? Yeah, so they just bailed everything to me because I wasn't able to make it because I blew out my Achilles. Uh, uh, about uh, about four weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, walking down the stairs. That's you. Yeah, well, he just, just you tell me now. I forgot if you told me that. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So uh, I couldn't make it to the anniversary, but uh, I had surgery uh, three weeks ago. Okay. I had that before. You had, you had an Achilles before? Yeah, and I was playing full court basketball in six months. Yeah, but you can't move fast enough to yank an Achilles, Bruce. That's just not possible. Claude, I can understand. That was, that was 17 years ago. Not now. Ah. So, so, I'm showing y'all the nice gear they sent me. This is very nice. Well, congratulations on that. That's uh, you know, the beautiful thing about that is it stays with you forever. That'll yeah, 35, 35 years. I can't believe it. 35 years. Unbelievable. Wow. 35 hey, years. Hey, Joe, wow. Yeah. Time, even, uh, walked on camp. Uh, that's my that's my rookie year. 18 years old. Yeah, 35 years ago. Well, right. All right, let's check in with our caller. Go ahead, man. You're on. Hey, hey gentlemen. I, I'm not, this is 304 or the area code 304. I just came from the game, so yeah. I don't. I, don't, I wasn't. Talk, I wasn't speaking to you earlier. You're uh, innocent. You're innocent of all charges. Go, uh, how how was the environment there? I noticed a little bit on so the that's FCC what I side. Say. For, 
Yeah, so just being on Tanksport, I'd like to give a shout-out to the board because I was unsure about Parkinson's. This was my first time in Blacksburg, and they were helpful. And the atmosphere was great. Uh, you know, they, I don't – I mean, if you ever get a chance to go, you obviously should, especially this time of year. They actually have the hills in the background, and they're throwing color yeah. this time of year. So just everything was just beautiful. Um, the campus is beautiful. And uh, the game itself, I mean, it, it started out great. We had a great turnout as Kings fans. And, uh, you know, it did kind of go south in the second half. I will say that, uh, you know, Kobe Jones, I mean, as a talent evaluator, how is he not on the game, not on the field the first part of the year? I I don't understand that. But he's very good. Um, I don't think this team that we're looking at this season, I think it's going to be about a 50-50 mix next next year. I think it's going to be a massive overhaul. And I think, like someone already mentioned, you know, it takes time. I mean, look at Tennessee, what they're doing in Alabama. It took them three years to get to this, you know. Uh, it, it just takes a little bit of time. And as long as we can kind of continue to fight, every game this season is going to be a dog fight. And hopefully with Clemson, we can stay in that game and make it a dog fight, right? That will be kind of a, another kind of test on this coaching staff. Uh, with that being said, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm – I'm not, I'm not going to take shots at the, uh, the linebackers. I know Corey Flagg gets a, gets a lot of flack. I think he's probably our best linebacker. I would like to see uh, Bissett get a lot more playing time. I think he's kind of there. Uh, we're, we're seeing mistakes by we're seeing mistakes by older players, and it's frustrating. So why not see mistakes from a younger player if he's going to make mistakes and let him kind of grow into that that superstar that we all think he's going to be. I still don't understand the amount of rotation on that defensive line. Some of the defensive linemen just, I don't know. I, I understand that you got to rotate to keep keep the energy there, but for some reason, uh, it, it just doesn't make sense without much rotation. Uh, as for James Williams, I get what you're saying. It does, he does take bad angles, but uh, like, like the gentleman just said, he's a hybrid player. I don't think you want to mess with him. I mean, he, he's one of those players you need to have on the field. There's no getting around it. And uh, either way, uh, this team, it's nice, to, it's nice to get a win during these close games, but uh, we're a passing team. We're not a running team. I don't think we're going to be a running team at all this year. It's just what it is, guys. Well, you know, it's uh, funny. And I don't know. You... And when you're done with me, keep me on hold so I can listen because I am driving. Uh, I'm going to do my best. If If I okay. fail you, uh, then call back. <laughs> All, All right. right. Thanks, man. Um, by the way, there's a, I can't remember the name of it. The last time I was in Blackbird. The D-line had no, didn't do anything bad today. So that today's argument about the D-line switching guys, I mean, I understand you take Taylor out, but you can't complain. They were really good today. Six sacks. Six, six sacks today. So I think you have Zippo to complain about there. Uh, one question here is an interesting one, and I'm not sure where we're getting that. Hopefully it's not from this guy's phone. Um, I don't think it is. Uh, one question, if, do you think, and I don't agree with this premise that the OC and DC are outdated. I'm not sure what's dated. Uh, you know, right now you're doing the best. Uh, Claude, you don't have to dress for us. No, no, no. I'm getting ready. I want to step out, well, you know, once we get done. So I had to get ready. So. <laughs> well, you look, you look damn good. Um, hey, man, I'm trying. <laughs> so, but the question is, I'm not sure I understand where he's coming from by saying outdated. 
Uh, it's not like we're running the single wing. We're not Georgia Tech under Paul Johnson, if you want to talk about outdated. Um, not a wishbone. No, we're not, not wishbone. running a wishbone. We don't have guys, you know, all with their hands and knuckles in the dirt like uh, 1940s all over again. So I'm not sure where, the, where that is coming from. Um, again, to go back to something that we said earlier and something that I'm very passionate about, one of the reasons I'm always against the constant turnover of coaches is that you have, especially in a college game, because in the NFL you can just go, hey, you, you, I'm trading you, you're, you can't do that in college. You can't pick up the phone and call Mac Brown and go, hey, Mac, I don't like my guards. You don't like your center. Why don't I trade my guards for your center, and, you know, we'll both be better teams. You can't do that. There's a transfer portal, but, you know, that's, that's a different animal. So when you keep firing people, that new coach inherits the old coach's players who were recruited by the old coach to fit that team and that philosophy and those assistants. When you clean everybody out, but you leave the players, it's not, it just doesn't happen in a, like I dream a genie and you go like that and everybody's on the same page. It just does not That's happen. Correct. This is not an easy thing to do to come in here with the expectations on top of it and don't have the talent. These are not really your guys. So they may be good guys for somebody else, but it's not what you want. So Mario has to go through the weeding out process, which is what he's doing. He's figuring out, right, Paul, who he wants back next year and who he wants to see in the transfer portal. No matter what we think of them, that's what he's doing. He's figuring out his talent level and in the portal and in the recruiting. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's that's really important to know. Um, First of all, you got to give them time. You know, uh, new system, new coaches, uh, like I said, they're trying to figure everything out. I think right now he is evaluating his team, his strategy, to uh, who can line up where, do I need to uh, enhance a position. Offensive line definitely has to be a, uh, a, a priority uh, in that. But, but how do we, you know, how do we put it together coming up? I mean, the season's not lost, but I'm sure he's not, you know, we're not in national championship status, right? So, play some of the younger guys, let's see what they can do. I, I, you know, I, I would call this like a test season, a test run. Yeah, I think I agree. From the head coach. So. No Miami Hurricane fan wants to hear that, but it right. has to be reality. That's, that's, that's so reality. We sit there in the offseason, we got Mario, we got Mario, we're winning the Coastal, we're going to beat Clemson. Not happening. No. I, I got caught up in that too, but. Well, everybody won. does. It's the same thing. Uh, all right, so here we have a so here the uh, the commenter Byron here goes. What I guess what I'm saying is offense does not attack. Well, they did today. I thought they attacked today. Throw the ball 46 times. Yeah, you're did. generally attacking. Yeah. Uh, not all the time though. And the defense is suspect at best. It's like these guys are thinking too much when it comes to plays on offense and defense. I don't know about that. They're playing hard. There's not some of them just not that good. Our, yeah, our yeah I think that's it. You know. Right. Not good. The linebackers, not fast, not good. So that's why there's an infusion of the Saints and these other guys that have some speed. We have some DBs that are very high recruits, but they didn't, they're not playing that much because they're true freshmen, and they're going to get burned. But they have the qualities that Mario wants. So next year, these kids will be in the lineup. And they'll get some burn this year, a little bit. Uh, he's not going to ruin the red shirt. I, I just think if we have – some of those guys, and we get Citizen back. But these receivers, I don't think anybody leaves. Valerie leaves, but he's only one. I think we could be a lot better next year, but we have to build up 
the offensive line. That is critical. And that, that's not an overnight thing, though. That, that, that's, that may not happen overnight. Ideally, it will. And ideally, this team improves. First off, I don't think any, a lot of people want to hear about next year right now. You, know, you can tell the frustration still even after a win that people are not right. getting what they thought they were going to get. And you admit that you kind of bought into, oh, we're going to win the Coastal. We're going to meet Clemson for the ACC title. I guess it could still happen, but it's not likely that it's going to happen. Okay. You know, and it, and it's frustrating to see Florida State get off to a hot start uh, when they've had their troubles, but they have hung on to their coach. They're letting him fight yeah. his way out of the mess that he walked into, which is what you have to do right. in crystal ball, which is what he will get that opportunity. Uh, so Plus they can't afford to buy out because they're in deep doo doo in financial. Well, that's that, that's part of it. And, but why would you even consider that? No matter how they, even if they blew every game the rest of the year and finished what three yeah. and nine or whatever, three and eight. You're still not going to, right? But that's still the guy. Yeah, no. The the point is, the the point is, this is taking probably the proper amount of time. It's it was. I I don't think logically you should have ever thought that it was going to happen overnight. Can you be upset with the way the team is playing? Of course it is. They were far from perfect today. We talked about penalties. We talked about uh, there weren't much in the drop pass department, but the run game was not what it needs to be in order to sustain success. And Dr. Jones has correctly pointed out a complete lack of balance. Uh, now, North Carolina, I guess you kind of had no choice in that sort of game because their defense isn't all that great. Virginia Tech was, is, a, is a very average or below average team that might not even play in a bowl game this year, and you barely eked oh. it out. And, you know, the environment there is not what it can be. And I've been there when it, is, when it can be, and I know what it's right. like. Uh, it's, it's really something special. And the caller before referred to the uh, to the environment, but he, he hadn't been there when it's full-blown nut job. And I've it's been nice. fortunate. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, Claude, here's a guy. That well, who, by the way, half the, some of the people who come to our games are too. So it, it ain't just Virginia Tech, trust me. Doc, this guy um, says his mom is single. Am I interested? Hey. You think you know you know my wife? You think I'd be interested in, in this guy's mother? Uh, you really want me to answer? <laughs> yeah, come on, don't be a wise ass. You know, he, he's interested in you. No, he wants to know if I'm interested in his mother. She's single. He doesn't oh, know, okay. but you know my wife. No, no. He first of all, he would turn up missing. I, you know, I can't understand why she's with him in the first place, but I, I do know she'll um, she'll. Uh, de- Definitely, uh, we'll we have to call um, a Dateline. <laughs> yeah, because he, he definitely turned up missing if that happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the, uh, I, I guess, you know what? I, I think we're out of callers, Bruce, and we're probably out of original ideas. So I, I guess what I, we should probably get ready to put this thing to bed for the day and remind everybody that we're going to be on it at the same time next week following the Duke game. Look for a 4 o'clock start. That's once again 1230. Uh, the game, I, I don't know where you all watched it. I watched it on Valley Sun, which is where you get the Heat and the Panthers and the Marlins. It was easy to find. It'll be the same the same broadcast crew, same everything. So if you like the broadcast, good. If you hated it, sorry. Nothing we can do about it. Um, Claude, uh, before, are you going to wear a tie with that, by the way? No. Uh, no? no? Absolutely not. All right. Um, what do you get out of this game? What What did you like and what didn't you like? Uh, I'm really not, again, I'm really not encouraged because, uh, you know, of who we played. I mean, we done, you know, we did some things uh, relatively well. 
Uh, we cleaned up some. We cleaned up a few areas. Um, many other things we talked about belongs to coaching. You know, like I said, the D line played well. Um, I think the coaches need to be more inventive on offense. Open it up, spread it out. Uh, get a get a um, get more of an imagination with with the route. You know, the route running combinations, things like that. You know, that's you know that's kind of my takeaways. If they can build on today, and the word for the day is consistency. So let's try to build on that. Chris? Yeah. I'm happy with the win, which nobody likes to hear. But we're three and three, which is a big, big deal. Because you really do want to get into a bowl game. I don't care if it's a crummy bowl. You want to get into a bowl game. How embarrassing if we don't get into a bowl game with Mario as our coach. So I think that was a big step today. We had to win this game. I'm happy about that. Um, encouraged by the play of Young. I think that kid is something special. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all banged up, but despite that, we won the game. And the injuries, I don't know what's going on with that. I can't explain it, but we are, we're down to the third string tight end, a true freshman, a skinny kid, um, you know, banged up in the backfield. We have to work on that offensive line. I don't think the talent's there. The defense is what it is. They're going to give up big plays here and there, but they're playing hard, which is all you can really ask yeah. for. And the kid did well. Did he kick any field goals today? Yeah, yeah he had two, two field goals. Two. He touched down two field goals, so he didn't clang any of those. Um, my final thoughts got nothing to do with this. Um, I just want to say I'm sorry to the families of those 17 at Parkland. That was a horrible decision by that jury. It's a disgrace. And if this person knew that they were not going to vote for the death penalty from the beginning, they perpetrated the fraud on the court, the judge, and those families. That's a disgrace. I don't think they could fix it, but I feel bad because the day it happened, the next day, my wife and I were up here with our dog, Cash, doing pet therapy with all those kids. So we got to know all those families. And I lived through this the last four and a half years, and I'm sick to my stomach about that jury verdict. So God bless those people and, their, and, their, and the people that they lost. And hopefully you can move on with your life. That's what I want to say. I, uh, nothing to do with it. Yeah, and now if I try to talk about football, that's going to sound pretty shallow. So I won't. Uh, we'll sign off. Uh, Claude, have a wonderful evening. Uh, thank you to all the callers and the commenters. Uh, we appreciate your time as always. And uh, that's, that's that's all we have until uh, next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. And uh, we'll see what else we have. 14, we win. We yep. win. 20 yep. to 14, it is a victory win. for what it was worth. Uh, uh, ugly and yet somehow the, yep. the, ha- the happy team is the one getting inside the airplane right now and not the one yep. going back yep. to their dorm. So uh, for Claude Jones and for Bruce Warner, I'm Dave Lamont. We appreciate you watching. The Canesport Caneswear post-game show. We'll see you in a week after the game against Duke. Take care. Thank you. Take care, you guys. Um, yes. Now we are. <laughs>